0: We're not a 5 star, but we're a 4.9 star. So that means there's room <laughs> for improvement. Yeah, that's what I we're thought. I like it. getting better and you know, just listening to our customers is so important, right? So we're we're yeah. always about that growth mindset.
1: This is Going Boldly the podcast. Here's your host, Russ, the big guy.
2: Thank you for listening. And this is Russ. We are up here in our penthouse suite, and uh, we have our uh, sometimes co-host uh, lurking in the back as usual. Hi, Brenna. Howdy. Uh, Brenna, what are you going to be working on today? How will you be contributing today to the uh, podcast?
1: Today, I have my questions.
2: Super. Okay, uh, Great. So we have a guest today, and uh, this guest comes all the way from Toronto, Canada. John Vong is—I've—I've uh, I've decided to call him an entrepreneur extraordinaire. He started Local SEO Search Incorporated. He calls himself Canada's four-point-nine star, which I gotta find out more about that because uh, somebody used to somebody called me like. One time that I was like the most interesting man in the world since I grew my beard and mustache. And I thought, well, that's interesting. I'm not really, but maybe I could be like the second most interesting man in the world. And then I realized that Elon Musk was quite. So as I started working my way down the list, I figured, well, I'm probably about like the 97th most interesting man in the world. So we're going to talk to John more about uh, the 4.9 instead of a 5 business. So if it was me, I'd say probably he's he knows he can always get better, he always can improve, and he's working to do that. We'll find out. Uh, So John has a full-service SEO company for local businesses. We're going to find out more about that. And John, welcome.
0: Thanks a lot for the intro, Russ. Um, I'm excited to be on your show.
2: Yeah, thanks. Well, thank you. We had a little chat in advance of the start, uh, the recording of this, and seen some of your interviews and read a little bit about you, which I found very interesting. But. I haven't had a chance to actually meet you, so today was the first day, and so far I'm, so far I'm loving this. Tell me, tell me about this 4.9 star, though. I want to hear about
0: this. So uh, for me, it was just something to distinguish what we actually do, right? Um, yeah. We're an agency, an SEO agency. There's a lot of digital agencies across Canada, North America. Oh, everywhere! everywhere.
2: Oh my gosh, and, I get uh, I get five or six or seven messages. Well, I get at least one a day,
0: and, and and everyone either claims to be the top best, you know, whatever yeah. it may be.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: for me, it was more third-party reviews. Um, there was a company that you know rated us, but we're not a five-star, but we're a four-point-nine star. So that means there's room <laughs> for improvement. Yeah, that's what I we're thought. I like it. constantly getting better and. You know, just listening to our customers is so important, right? So we're, we're always about that growth mindset.
2: I was going to say that's exactly it. He has that growth mindset that he has that lifelong learner idea, right? I love that. You have a bunch of services listed, you know, SEO, search engine optimization for the very new people out there, social media, marketing, website analytics and design, mobile marketing and others. And there's just so much that you offer. Do you have like a massive staff or are you just extra smart yourself or what's the story on your, with your business there?
0: Started this agency eight years ago, back in 2013. Um, So I I called it local SEO search, but prior to starting this agency, I was working in advertising sales, traditional advertising. Then I dabbled into online affiliate performance-based advertising, and then I landed at Yellow Pages for five years. Yeah. So my background has really been sales, advertising sales. How did you do with the Yellow
2: Pages, John?
0: So again, there were about 2,000 sales reps across Canada. We were um, pretty much a monopoly, uh, I would say. In the U.S., I know there's the Yellow Book, Yellow Page, Yellow... There's all these different types of books, right? Yeah. We basically just had one. And for us, we dealt with, I would say, half a million businesses who advertise in the Yellow Pages. And the interesting thing was it was very difficult to get a sales position at Yellow Pages because it was the only unionized sales team across Canada.
2: Yeah. Wow.
0: And and therefore, not just getting an interview, but getting selected and then moving up along the sales realm of becoming one of the president's gold circle, I would say um, to then, you know, going on these trips and whatnot, I, I learned a lot from some amazing sales reps, but most importantly, I had the opportunity to meet with thousands of these small, medium-sized business owners. And that was the most you know, important thing in terms of what I wanted to continue doing for the rest of my life. They taught me so much because for me, you know, yes, I sold ads in the book, yeah. But I really got to understand the mindset of these business owners, hardworking, dedicated, community focused, understood how to run traditional bricks and mortar service type businesses or B2B businesses. But they really understood what it meant to be in business, to survive, take care of their own base, customers, staff, community, um, understood value understood how to price competition, like all these invaluable things that a lot of people miss, right? In yes. terms of how a good business. So while there, basically my last two years at Yellow Pages, they advised me, like these business owners just kept telling me, the return on investment's lower than ever. What I mean by that is they were getting less people uh, consulting or reaching out to them in the paid ads that they were spending and people were shifting their behaviors. Their customers were no longer consuming that yellow pages print or online, but moving towards more Google search or Yahoo or Bing search. And me myself was also transitioning because as you know, smartphones were becoming faster than ever. Maybe it was 3G now, now it's 4G, eventually it'll be 5G. Smartphones, desktops, laptops, technology has advanced so quickly, rapidly, that now everything is so quick to navigate and find. So I just wanted to be on the, the, the field in which they, the customers were in control. They can easily shift. And you want to just be an option for them. And I knew Yellow Pages was not the best avenue for them at that time and I wanted to be helping them continually, right? Like I built great relationships with these business owners and they advised me their pain point, their problem. I just had to come up with a solution. So I didn't know, I had no idea what SEO was. I had no clue how to sell it, what to do. I just knew there was a demand in the marketplace.
2: What year was this? Back in
0: 2013.
2: Okay, not that long ago.
0: So eight years ago. So yeah, like that's why I started this agency. So since then, I've grown, I learned, I've evolved. It's an evolution of change in this industry. And I'm constantly enjoying it, having fun, growing up, uh, waking up every day, challenging, not just myself, my team, my clients, um, because it's always evolving. So you're never stagnant in this kind of fast growth, fast change kind of environment.
2: It's interesting, you know. You uh, definitely exhibit some of the characteristics of um, an entrepreneur, obviously, even back when you were working for somebody else, because a lot of people wouldn't have had that curiosity, you know, with uh, the people they were working with, with their clients, maybe they would have gone in, figured out what they needed to do to make a sale and then left and not really listened or paid attention to anything else. Right. Um, What have you always sort of been curious like that? I, I mean, even for, Even to be starting a marketing, a digital marketing uh, SEO agency, and not knowing that field, you had to learn a lot pretty quick, I would think. You enjoy learning, obviously. Was there something in your background that really kind of that gave you like the uh, motivation to learn to be so uh, interested and maybe even to have such an interest in uh, the details and like the technical end of it i mean i think you would have to learn that right and and there's a lot of yep, metric, I, mat- I metrics totally metrics to absorb and things like the average person doesn't want to you know wade through all that information
0: so russ uh, that's a really good question i didn't really tell you my backstory before I got into starting advertising sales. Curiosity started when I was very young, actually. Um, My roots bring me back to being the first child uh, born in Canada. My parents came from Vietnam. I'm the fourth child of immigrant family. And my parents didn't know the language, didn't have support, people that surrounded themselves, a community. It, It was difficult for us children, as well as them, to be embraced in a new culture, new country. Um, So surviving and just having the bare necessities growing up was enough for us.
2: And how how old did you say you were, John, when you came here?
0: I was born two weeks after my parents came here. Oh,
2: okay. And then do you have any older siblings?
0: Yeah. So they're all actually older. They were born in Vietnam, but they pretty much grew up here in Canada. Sure. and for us, we, we only knew one thing, which was survival, take yeah. care of our family, take care of each other. And we didn't have a lot of things, right? Like we had one toy amongst four children. We traveled to one event once a year. So I, I grew up in a town called Hamilton, which is an hour away from Toronto. Yes, Canada, and we had one big event every year, which was going to Canadian National Exhibition in Toronto. So it's yeah. a big
2: festival. Yeah, I'm a familiar.
0: And and we did that once a year because my parents were get getting free tickets from the government, right?
1: Oh no
2: and kidding! That's
0: what we looked forward to as children once a year. Yes. And these moments, I I look back and I I look at where I am today versus what I did when I was younger, and now I I look at how abundance of choice I have, resources, knowledge, insight. When my parents were coming to a new country, they didn't know who to go to, where to navigate, how to, you know, get a job, you know, all these things were new to them. Yes. So for us, it was more survival. So early days, I was a newspaper boy. I think it was like nine or 10 years old. I worked 20 different jobs um, up until I went to university Um, and my first time traveling outside of Canada was on an exchange program and I was able to go to England on an exchange program and it was really so interesting for me because I was ultra curious, but I was more about like, wow, I can explore the world, meet interesting people and understand how other people live.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Let me stop you right there. So my question was to find out kind of like where that curiosity and that hunger for knowledge and uh, lifelong learner sort of attitude got hold of you. And so you brought us back to being, being the kid and, and having to work hard. And, uh, you must've seen your, parents sacrifice and even as an adult now probably realize how brave they were to make this huge move especially with a baby which would have been you right so exactly. can you identify can you somehow connect those for us for our listeners i mean is there any insight there that would sort of explain this or
0: yeah being ultra curious really yeah. drove me because i didn't have much So my foundation in the beginning was we had family we had food and shelter yeah and i was always curious to see what other people lived like because we were in government housing okay we didn't have we never went out for food we always cooked at home we never had a sleepover at a friend's house we never went driving to different places right so for us it was like look I know there's a lot of other choices out there, and other people live differently, right? I see, okay. We lived because it was more survival. I understand, I understand, yeah. While working in all these different positions and jobs, from being in the restaurant industry, to factories, to lawn care, to working in the library, to stadium work, you name it, I've met a ton of people. And just... Learning from others, understanding perspectives. And I was always curious to understand, like, how do you afford a car when we're like just scraping by to get food? Yeah. How do you eventually buy a home when, you know, it's so expensive? So all these things were all about, like, I wanted to understand how other people were living.
2: Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, some people in your position may have gotten angry that they didn't have that car right? Or that they didn't live that life like the other people, right? And maybe that would have caused them to think and behave in a different way. Maybe they would have, I don't know, you know, worst case, maybe become criminals or maybe gotten depressed, right? Or something like that, or maybe just sort of like had a miserable life, but you went the other direction. You went the other way.
0: And I think that's based on uh, my upbringing. My parents were really focused on making sure that we got the best out of life, right? Not just education, right, but like it is. Just values. Values were everything right. for us. We had really strict habits. We had really, you know, we had to do our homework. We had to, while when I was working at, you know, newspaper boy in the mornings, while I was like 10 or 12 or whatnot, I would wake up at like 4.30 in the morning to do the newspaper row, then go for a track and field at 7 a.m., right? No one knew that I had a newspaper row. Yeah. I just had to do it, right? Because it was more about helping my family get milk and bread and everything else. It was a part of ingrained in me, right? Yes, so there you go, yeah. All these work ethics was hard work and really just moved along. Like even when I was in my 20s working at, at, in advertising sales, like Yellow Pages, there was an instance where my dad passed away. So I had to move back to Hamilton with my mom for I would say six months. It was crazy because... I had to wake up at like 5 a.m. in the morning to be the first one in work at 8 o'clock or whatnot. So I already had spent three hours to get commute to work, but I was always trying to be the first one to really focus on being the best I can, right? And no one really understood perspective, like what, what's going on? why, How does this guy do it too, right? It's like survival. I just had to, it's in me. I just have to continue doing what I had to do. To make sure my mom was okay.
2: It's amazing. Yeah. And you know, it's actually hear this a lot with immigrant families because they gave up a lot to get to this country and whether they, yes. you know, very often they were dragging a baby or kids or they were, the the wife was pregnant and the couple had to make it. In many cases, the man came here first and got a job and started sending money back until he could get his family here. And what a sacrifice to leave your family, leave your children. Could be a year or more even. I hear these stories like yours, like your parents, and it's just, uh, as a parent myself, I, (laughs) oh my gosh, I mean, I, I can identify with them wanting to do it and wanting the best for their kids, right? And then, like you said, instilling those values because they knew the value of being here, right? And so it was survival, but it was also more because they wanted you to excel. They wanted—they were here for you, right? I mean, they're exactly. for themselves, but they're—they're they're here for their—for their—for um, their kids, for and their legacy. Generation. Yes, yes. And uh, so they
0: sacrificed their oh, entire oh, livelihood, isn't that? It they gives they me chills. They their assets, right? Yes. To skate. To for the comfort to ensure that the safety and the upbringing of the next generation yes. has what it takes to be running a better life than they did. So understanding that, and the best thing is like two years ago, I was able to go back to Vietnam with my mom to see her roots, oh, to see everything wonderful. That, you know, all these things brings me back in a whole realm of a circle, right? Like yeah. I'm now yeah. able to acknowledge how, grateful I am to be living the life that I've always dreamt of, right? And to allow her to see what I've been able to accomplish, but also give back. You know, I I was able to see some of my family that I've never met, for her to actually see them after whatever, 40 years, right? Like, it's amazing to see what kind of sacrifice she did, like my mom. It's amazing.
2: What kind of impact did that have on her?
0: I think she's like ultra happy to see that now I have grant she has grandkids see family see that she's doing she did everything she could yeah and and that's what I always want her to understand like we love her to death we'll do anything for her and you know because of that you have great kids and you're gonna have great grandkids right wow. and that's more important like waking up every day knowing that you made a difference in your family's life.
2: Oh my gosh, I want to cry. It's really powerful, John.
0: Yeah, like, so for me, this just a story, right? Like I know a lot of people are talking about this local SEO and the company, but you know, it takes a lot to run a business. It yeah, takes a course. lot to not just, you know, I, I'm all about like making an impact and giving to others. Like I'm mentoring someone that just came from Vietnam six months ago and sacrificed everything and they're immigrating their kids here. And I was like, man, this resonates with me. I want to help you. Right. So I want to help you get closer to what my parents kind of did for me. So it's like just doing things that, you know, is right.
2: For me, that's one of the biggest things is being able to position myself so I can really make an impact. Right. So I can really help other people. And, like, story, even just on, on a very simple level is just, you know, helping you communicate your story. That story that you just told um, with your parents coming here and, you know, that level of responsibility that you feel. And, uh, and then, like you said, coming full, going full circle, right, and having going back to Vietnam with your mom. So incredible. <laughs> and uh, so, like, that is so impactful for people to hear that. And understand that there's more going on here than just chasing a dollar.
0: I have very strong family values, which is the strongest bond in, I, I believe, most most people's lives, right? Like, if you have a strong core, and I saw what my parents did, the sacrifice, the making sure that we always had food, each other, even though they didn't even know the language. Imagine coming to a new country, not knowing English.
2: Oh, I can't even imagine like that. Like, they
0: only knew Vietnam. Yeah. And then they were you know, established and they liquidated they had no money didn't know language but they did it for us. So just for me it's like that's the least i can do, right? Like now i'm able to take my mom on cruises, go on vacation, do things with her that i would only have dreamt of um if you know i was still living in Vietnam. Yeah. Imagine me not being living here. So i have like full perspective of how grateful I am for what my parents sacrificed for me to be what in a position of giving back and helping others.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. And now, you know, you're taking your knowledge now with your business and you're helping other small businesses and, uh, well, whatever size businesses, really. I mean, those people are actually, you know, in a way similar to your parents. I mean, they have dreams, right? They're entrepreneurs, they have dreams. They have goals for themselves, for their family, or the impact that they want to make. What would you say to a business owners who maybe have a lack of knowledge when it comes to digital marketing and, you know, SEO and all that, or maybe they're uh, afraid of the technology?
0: These are the people that I I really resonated with at Yellow Pages. Like these were so hardworking families. Yeah, and they're not maybe tech savvy, but they were really good business owners. Knew how to of their community. They brought something to the table that was taking care of themselves, but others. And therefore I wanted to fill that void for being the trusted solution for family run businesses that didn't want to learn and do it themselves.
2: Yeah, it's interesting that you said that trusted because that was kind of a question that I had too. It was sort of like a third part of this is I think, and I experienced a little of this too. It's I'm saying fear of being like swindled or cheated and maybe not a fear, but just, uh, I mean, I have so many, Uh, people contacting me, you know, as soon as they see coach in the description, I get inundated with people who are doing their marketing, trying to get clients, right. They're going to help me fill my pipeline. And I've talked about this a bunch of times, but it started becoming a little irritating. Um, I'm trying to use it as a way to meet other people and meet other business owners too. But, you know, when the the bots are working or if there's people, young people that I don't know how they're helping somebody make a million dollars already, maybe they are, but there's just so many of them. Like, I don't know who to trust, you know, and I don't know who's going to get results for me.
0: Yeah. And that's the other thing. Like, I think for me, positioning is everything and experience. I wasn't very confident five years ago, three years ago. Um, telling my story. But over the years, I got more comfortable because the time in that you're doing the same sort of position, job, um, skill, you know, task. Like yeah. I've been leading this agency for now eight years and I'm very confident speaking on it, how I grew the team, how I to help others, how I evolved and become more of a leader. Yes. Um, it takes time to harvest that skill set, it doesn't just happen overnight. So, when someone says they're an expert within a year or two or six months or five years, like, really, did you put in the time? Just like any NBA athlete or any star athlete, um, any expert as a plumber to a dentist to whatever it may be, they put in their not just skill set in terms of classroom, but real life skills, right? Experience. So I put in my time in sales, advertising sales for 10 years, as well as now business ownership for eight years. Yeah. Being in sales, like you're driven by not just the monetary, it should never be a monetary, but it's all about helping, right? When you create value in others and they see that, that's ultimately what you want to do to really strive, right? Like you feel you own that service or product so that you can help others. When you know you can help others, then you're confident of your product and service.
2: Yeah, very well said. Yeah, absolutely true. You know, you're talking about getting the time in and the experience, and um, uh, I know you've been doing a lot of podcasts, and then as you get that confidence also, that really goes a long way to allow people to have some familiarity with you, and then that builds the trust. At that point, they're gonna be more uh, open to hear what you have to say, you, you're gonna be more credible. I think you're doing it, John, because uh, you've got you've got a great personality. Like I said in the beginning, I, I think people really will enjoy listening to what you have to say, and I hope they can connect with you. You know, how can people get a hold of you if they want to find out more about maybe your services for their business, or is there some place where they can just learn something if they're if they haven't actually launched their business yet, so they can kind of get their feet wet, or? Do you have a do you have a, like a consulting uh, free consulting session or anything?
0: So right now we only offer um, full service SEO uh, services for right. business owners that are more established. Okay. However, we're, we're working on a community, and it's been three months ongoing, to help the more earlier stage entrepreneurs, people that are maybe doing some side hustle freelance. Um, a business idea okay. to really understand foundationally how to run a, a real business. Um
2: oh, nice. because
0: it's a lot of ch- it's it's harder than a lot of people think, right? And
2: <laughs> it's, it's way, harder. way way harder. <laughs> way and it's harder. very
0: lonely for a lot of people and they don't even know if they're doing it right or wrong. Yeah. There's no right or wrong way, but they just want to have someone yeah. to or a community to really just be of assistance, if they want to bounce some ideas off, or they want to share something, uh, ask some questions, like, that's what I feel is missing right now. There's Mm. a huge gap in the industry. A lot of people are like, you know, gear reviews, like be everywhere. Yeah, no, that that doesn't really resonate with people (laughs) that aren't strong in everything.
2: Well, right. yeah, and plus, you know, uh, if, you know, Gary Vee has like a team of, I don't know, t- probably got 25 people now just, just on the social media alone. And so that's, you know, I realize he didn't always have that, but, you know, he's grown. But for an average business owner, especially a smaller business or a new business, a lot of times they're solopreneurs doing everything. You can't be on every social media platform if you also have to do your own bookkeeping and produce your own product and do your own marketing and all of the other things that it takes to run a business. We don't want to, we don't want to scare people away because if you actually sat down and figured out what everything was, you might, you know, be happy to stay at your job.
0: (laughs) But business ownership and entrepreneurship is not for everyone. And you have to realize what you actually enjoy doing. What's your zone of genius? What's your real pursuit of happiness look like? Right. And, Yes, don't just change, right? And try different things. Be curious, making sure that you're growing along the way. Like challenge yourself, grow, talk to others, right? Like these things are foundational in terms of progress in life stages, because there's going to be a lot of things that get thrown at you, challenges, people, you know, along the way, and you just have to adapt, pivot and figure out ways being decisive to help you grow and get better
2: yeah and if you're curious you know you're uh, you can be a good problem solver too right so that's that's good you know if you're always learning you have more tools in your arsenal so you had mentioned um, do you have a service for the young, for the newer businesses right now or is it something you're assembling
0: so right now we we have our main company site search.ca. the community is ongoing that we're working on um, but we do have a, a podcast is it's just more you know, educational as well. It's called yes. Local SEO today um, because myself and my VP of sales, he was actually at Yellow Pages for over 30 plus years.
2: Oh, good for you. <laughs>
0: good
2: so good to acquisition. He,
0: he I, we connected because, you know, oh, yeah. we, we got to, I learned a lot from him. I'm still learning every day. And, you know, we just experience on the ground with real businesses. That's what we bring to the table. Um, and a lot of people talk the talk, but they don't really walk the walk, right? They they, they say they know, but they don't really know what it's like. Yeah. So we know it because we've been through it. You've we've lived, lived it. Lived, yeah, we, we've helped so many people along the way, right? So we always want to share and give advice and tips. So that's called Local SEO Today. Um, again, we, we interview some people, but it's more about like sharing best practice.
2: Now, are you happy to connect with people on LinkedIn or Facebook or, uh, is there another social media platform that you prefer?
0: Yeah. LinkedIn, if you want to cover me, John Vong, um, you can definitely connect with me, you know, shoot me off a message. I'm, I'm sure I can send you any advice and suggestions.
2: Oh, that'd be great. Um, yeah. And Vong, Von, uh, excuse me, Vong is V-O-O-N-G. John Vuong on uh, LinkedIn. That's awesome, John. Thanks a lot for uh, agreeing to be on the podcast today. And uh, again, I just think one of the great things about this podcast that I didn't realize I was going to enjoy so much is really meeting the people that have that that energy, right? And so I've been meeting a, a lot of really cool people and. Some of them just have that kind of vibe, and I, I think you do. I like it. <laughs> so I appreciate you very much. I'm going to make sure I stay connected with you. Well, I, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Are you ready for the questions? Yes, I am. All right.
1: It's time to answer the questions. I double dare you.
2: All right, John, we're double daring you to answer these uh, truthfully and uh Uh, from your heart so you're from toronto so you're you're familiar it's the home of some of the uh the second city improvisational actors up there so we're gonna give you a chance to uh speak uh impromptly imprompt no what is it called (laughs) (laughs) i (laughs) I just messed mine up (laughs) oh that's a nice thing about being able to edit your own podcast all right you ready john yes i am all right here's Brenna.
1: all right first question what is the best advice you have ever received and what impact did it have on you?
0: Um, there's two actually. The first one is continually giving to others. And the second one is taking action. So continually moving ahead and doing something versus just being passive. So for me, it's always allowed me to continually growing Um, As a human, as a person, a dad, a business owner, um, but also being curious like I am, right? Like just continually always helping others makes me more satisfied in life.
2: Nice. Who did you get that advice from?
0: So my mom has always been very inspirational to me to always be giving to others, right? She was always volunteering, even though she didn't know a lot of language. Like English language was not her strength. Again, kudos to your
2: mom, John. Kudos to your mom. Oh my gosh. She, she was like she's volunteering. Like,
0: she was She's, she's, bad, she's like swear.
2: superwoman. I came to this country with nothing. And four kids. Yeah, and gave you like all this uh all these values and this energy and, and kept everybody in food and clothes and, and trips to the CNE and uh, and uh and, and then helping the community at the same time.
0: Yeah, like she was trying to support others going through the same challenges she had. This was way before I was even in my teenager years, right? To actually acknowledge what she was going doing. Like I was kind of just surviving, right? Like going through teenage years, I was surrounding myself with hopefully good influences, but I saw a lot of bad people in my life. I just wanted to be geared and my parents pushed me to like stay grounded and uh, focused on education and sports. So I'm I'm very fortunate in that sense.
1: Awesome. I have a I have a feeling our second question is gonna circle back around to this again. But what is the thing you love the most about one of your favorite people in the world?
0: Yeah, I, I think my mom always just keeps me grounded. She she tells me like you never are as great as you think you are. <laughs> There's always room for improvement. You know, there's things that you can do better. There's people that you can make a difference in their lives and just continually growing. Right. Like continue showing up, but continually growing. And that's what my mom has always told me to do.
2: John, you need to start a podcast with your mom. You and your mom.
1: <laughs> That'd be good. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. About that. I want
2: to meet your mom now, too. <laughs> All
1: right. All right. This next question is a little bit of a change up, but if you could magically change one thing about our high-tech computerized world that would make it an even better place to live, what would you change and what do you hope the impact of that change would be?
0: The one change I I feel there's too much choice. (laughs) There's too much going on. I like simplicity and what we have in technology, this, this space and hyper uh, speed is new ideas all the time with new apps and new software and new social media platforms and new this, new that. And it's all about trying to get gain attention. Back when we were younger, there was only a couple mediums. There were radio, television, newspapers, and maybe directories and trade shows, right? Yeah. Today... There's so much choice in terms of social media. There's like hundreds of platforms that you can pick from, not just one,
1: Yeah.
0: right? There's so much different software that you can pick. So many apps, so many movie streaming sites, so many videos. I I just want simplicity. And that's what I would love Um, because I'm pretty old school, I I like simple because I love real relationships and I love talking to real people. And with this new tech tech stack and everything that's going on, the speed that's advancing, you know, people are not even personal anymore. They're relying on technology to do everything for them. That's not really going to help you become better. You're relying on technology. And that's the biggest challenge I, I feel.
2: Okay, Brent and I are waving at each other. You go. No, you go. No, you go. That was great, John. Yeah, thanks. All right. Uh, last question here for you, John. I've got this one now. So as a coach, we like to ask a lot of uh, open-ended questions and questions to get our clients thinking. And so I'm going to ask you a coaching question now. What is the one obstacle that when conquered would result in huge gains in your business?
0: The one thing that I feel I I probably need better clarity on is focus. <laughs> I have two main projects, uh, going on. I have a lot of people in place on the projects, but my focus is all over the place. Um, however, I've been trying harder and harder to gain more clarity. So being task driven, uh, accountable, um, Holding projects in a good timeline, holding others in uh, in place and accountable as well. So it's just being scatterbrained. I feel.
2: Oh, that's good. Yeah, very insightful. Is there is there something that you do currently with your business that provides that solution that you could expand on? So because I I'm always curious, I'm
0: always wondering what what works and what doesn't. I'm always testing. I'm always trying to new projects to see if it actually sticks or not, but I'm always trying to have fun. Yeah. My challenge is everything I do has to be fun and I'll, I'll bring people on to enjoy the process. Even though it fails, at least we give it a shot and we spend and invest a lot of time doing it the right way. So I'm okay with that. As long as we say we gave it all. Um, so, you know, for me, there's a lot of projects. There's a lot of things and it's not enough time. So what we've been doing is hiring more people, placing them on different projects, hiring more people, placing, and not knowing what the results will be. I think gaining clarity on maybe having mentors and coaches that have gone through these different projects that I'm thinking to see if they are even worth, the investment or time would be great.
2: Oh, perfect, okay, yeah. That's a good uh, good direction, I think, yeah, definitely. Save you some time and energy and money if you can if you can get some insight from uh, someone who's already been there. Well, John, listen, I, I appreciate you uh, giving us that answer and being vulnerable there. Uh, listeners, you've heard uh, some of the secrets of running a small business, uh, some of the traits that are necessary. I think having fun, And being curious and being a lifelong learner are super important. And John certainly exemplifies those traits. Values and having that strong core that you talked about, pretty amazing. So, John, thank you very much for being with us. Very much appreciate it. I know that you are doing a lot of other podcasts and uh, you have all those projects in place with all those people. So I really appreciate your time today. Thanks again.
0: Thanks a lot, Russ.
2: That concludes another episode of Going Boldly. I hope you were entertained and you discovered at least one nugget of wisdom or advice that you can put into action immediately. Or maybe you received some inspiration from today's episode. And I'm certain you know at least one person who needs this podcast. Please share it with them. You might be the important link that will change their life for the better. Subscribing means you will not miss an episode. And it will make it easier for me to schedule guests because I can show them that the audience is growing. So... Please subscribe it will benefit us all let me know how I can make this show even better leave a comment and send me a DM I read everyone personally and I do my best to respond to each and every one as a thank you I'll be awarding prizes and to keep you on your toes the winners will be randomly selected from names I find in the comments shares DMS and from the list of subscribers prizes might be going boldly merch or products supplied by my guests or just something random and fun. But you have to comment, share, DM, or subscribe to be eligible to win. A special thanks to Brenna Swanger at Waverly Manor Studios for our great theme music. And finally, thanks for listening. Go boldly, keep at it, and wash your hands.